0: oh welcome back to the yahoo fantasy hoops podcast uh i am andy barons coming to you from the road i'm in uh i'm in las vegas i was here for the fantasy uh sports trade association convention i am sitting in my hotel room at the at the aria it's been a lovely stay uh i'm joined of course by dalton del don dalton i'm like this has been a good vegas trip for me uh not to not to brag too much but i've i've acquired some wealth on this trip uh well into the into the low triple digits so i'm feeling pretty good kind of a high roller
1: I'm glad to hear that, Andy. Um, we're on your schedule as usual. You know, we switched around a couple of days here. Right before we started recording, you're telling us that the hotel room was not to your liking when you checked in. <laughs> you demanded that it was changed. You've been moved to a suite.
0: Uh, it's just say, crazy. Incredible but... recovery skills by the Aria. Uh, yeah. It wasn't even It wasn't even really much of a problem. It's just more it was me being a diva. Um And not only did they relocate me, but they relocated me to, uh, yeah, I'm basically in a palace here. So it's nice. It's a pretty sweet situation. Uh, A little bit of minor complaining will take you a long way. That's one thing I've learned in life. I love it. The
1: combinations aren't to Baron's likings, his normal suite. So he demands upgrade. It happens. But at least now,
0: you know, (laughs) if I don't like the wall art, if I don't like, you know, it could be any it could be anything if I if I think, you know, the the carpet is a little bit threadbare i'm gonna i'm gonna complain give me a new yeah, room for sure
1: um i do feel you know i am jealous in all in all seriousness i know it sounds like you're doing well winning some money um but uh, let's talk some let's talk some basketball man let's uh let, let's talk some hoops
0: yeah let's get into it with the starting five because we have like legit news we have real news uh that has been breaking over the last couple of days we got we got a firm return timeline on Zion Williamson right now. He's coming back January 22nd. That is next Wednesday. That's pretty exciting. Uh, Initial word, I believe, from uh, the GM was that uh, there's not necessarily going to be a minutes limit on him. Uh, It's going to be by feel a little bit. I want to throw this out to you because we've we've been to every time we've talked about him this season, we've kind of thrown out the idea that, well, he's not going to play back to backs. I just got to say, like I looked at the I looked at this team's schedule. They've only got two back to backs coming up and only one of them is going to result in a two game week. So it's really not that bad. Like the schedule is relatively friendly for this guy. He has no other back to backs except like just two. Uh, and we don't even have to worry about it in February. So I don't know what are your what are your expectations for him? Is he a is he a top forty player going forward?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty fired up. I mean, I get it. Uh, I think it is going to be a slower process, and there, there's his, I'd be surprised if there's no minutes restriction. But reportedly, he is fully healthy and at his plane weight. Uh, great points you bring up with the schedule. I mean, he projects to just be super valuable right away. I mean, even if it's in the low twenties, he can he'll be a top one hundred player. But if he if you can be patient, I did a video saying trade for him now if you're in head to head. Um, I, cause I, I, get that some advice is like his value will never be higher than now because he's the big name and all that. And maybe it's next year. But the other side of that coin is if he is feeling good and they're not totally out of the playoff race, this could be a fantasy monster right away. And if he's getting low thirties in the minutes, uh, come your fantasy playoffs, he could be like a first round type return value. I mean, I think it's going to be fun to watch and he could be a monster right away. So uh, I I'm all in, I'm going in on him.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I feel like the like the hyper conservative fantasy guy thing to say is that a player's value is never as high, especially coming back from injuries, often never as high as you know when there's a lot of hype and he's about to debut. And then hey, maybe maybe debuts and he only plays 24 minutes, and we're like, oh gosh, is this all it's ever going to be? Um, Zion is certainly a potential difference maker. I, like I'm thinking back to the preseason game where I saw him in Chicago, and um, he just got to the rim at will uh, against anyone like no one could stay in front of him, um, got himself within, you know, they weren't all highlight dunks, but like the bread and butter for Zion Williamson is going to be lay-ins just at the rim. He was 12 of 13 in that game. Just looked wonderful. So like, it's hard at this point in the season to make any sort of impact in categories like field goal percentage. But I I mean, he was like a 70% shooter at Duke. It's not going to surprise me at all. If he shoots, um, north of 60%, um, Cause he takes nothing but high percentage shots. He takes smart shots. I don't think he's going to be jacking too many threes. Right. Like that wasn't, um, that, that wasn't a big part of his game at Duke. I, I think he's just a wonderful player. And I kind of agree with you. Like, it's not a bad time to make an offer for him. I know it's
1: silly. It's a preseason, but for what it's worth, he was a top 15 fantasy player in the preseason. He shot like 68% from the line too in nine cat leagues. So I mean, I really do think he's just could be making immediate, immediate impact. So he doesn't have to have a massive usage rate either. You're saying like the putbacks and the pick and rolls and all that stuff. They don't have to call plays for him. So it's going to be a fun player to watch and certainly a fun player to roster. So I say trade for him and he could just be a real monster because they're not even totally out of the playoff playoff race but I will say real quick rookie of the year race man I know you haven't been watching basketball as much as this, this week but I think it was Tuesday night John Morant against James Harden just check out the highlights he toyed with them anytime it was one-on-one he'd say bring it and he'd do the step back three he said I couldn't shoot uh, his passing there were like five legit highlights in one night sorry I'm on a tangent but Morant is running away with that rookie of the year award and it's going to be fun to watch him and Zion for years to come and sticking with the Pelicans real quick, I want to apologize to Alonzo Ball, man. A couple of weeks ago, I did make this video saying he's a, he's a downgrade. And while the shot's still a work in progress, he has a couple of really ugly outings and some turnovers lately. And there has been injuries that have helped him. You know, Drew Holley's been down, but he's like a triple-double threat every night. And he's just been putting up huge numbers. He's starting the last 10 games, averaging like 37 minutes a game, suddenly shooting eight threes a game. Um, I don't know. He's a fun player. And it's really, it's good to see him realizing his
0: potential as well. So let me ask you, what does the return of Williamson, in your mind, mean for Brum? Yeah, I mean, it probably can't help
1: another mouth to feed. But like I said, I think just as far as usage rate goes, and they're they're a fast-paced team, I think it's going to work out okay, just because it's not like Zion's going to have to have the ball in his hand or holding it a lot. There's there's other situations there, like like Atlanta. Trey Young, He he leads the NBA in time of possession. They don't really have total ball stoppers there but obviously another mouth to feed is not going to help Brandon Ingram for sure not like Lonzo scoring a lot either though i mean Lonzo's handing the ball off and all that too so anyway this is a fun really intriguing team for sure
0: yeah probably a source of uh, cheap assists for no, well for because sure. again um, sign yes. is going to shoot like i don't know it's not going to shock me if he shoots 63 64% something like that just a just a wonderful player really fun that he's coming back and it's also probably worth noting that this is um like it's a it's a semi serious injury. It's a meniscus tear, but it's a it's, you know, it's repaired. This is a known injury, right? This isn't something that we're this isn't something that terrifies us really long term. Like you don't necessarily worry about this knee situation um spiraling into something terrible. So I'm kinda with you. I'm I'm super bullish, super excited about it, and I would be I would be happy to trade for him as well. Unfortunately, in virtually all of my leagues, you're there with me and I think you probably own him, and so there's no prying him away.
1: Yeah, no, it'd be fun to watch. I hope he can stay healthy. There's no guarantee with his body that can. But you're right. This injury now is supportedly fine. And, and like I said, he's in his plane weight, so we'll see. But he looks good to go now.
0: Let's get into topic number two. Uh we got an injury. We got a we got a serious injury issue here. Uh Jamal Murray went down with uh what sure looks like a kind of troubling ankle injury. Um I, I think we also have in this case a pretty clear backup, uh almost a handcuff, really. Monty Morris. Um, probably going to fall into a lot of minutes right now. Is he obviously, a, I think, pretty obviously, a must-add right now in, in leagues of, uh, I don't know, decent size? Anybody else in Denver that you're interested in following the Murray injury?
1: The x-rays were negative originally, but um, anyone who watched the injury would have to be somewhat worried. I mean, he was helped off the court, Murray was, and Malone's full quote afterward is, obviously, he has had an issue with ankle injuries. I just looked at it, and it is rather large, which is kind of scary. <laughs> so that... Doesn't sound great for the short term. Definitely go go grab Morris for sure. He averaged 15 points, four boards, five assists, even a steal and a half and a three and a half when starting last year. Shoots good too. I mean, 55% from the floor shoots well, I should say. And um, yeah, Michael Porter Jr. would be the other one I would say to possibly add. I mean, not only is Murray hurt, but Gary Harris is hurt as well. Porter Jr.'s had uh, his ups and downs, but now looking at more playing time, I mean, he's definitely a lottery ticket worth grabbing for sure with his you know his past pedigree.
0: Yeah, the, the per 36 numbers for uh, Morris, 14.9.6.7 assists, 1.8 steals. Uh, so almost a category leader there. And, and he's shooting over 40% from three. Did that last year as well. He's just a beautiful shooter. Uh, in my mind, he's a guy where, I, like, I don't know if he's going to end up being a, a two-week, three-week, four-week thing. Um, he's almost a must-start fantasy commodity in my mind. It's not going to shock me if he's a top 50 player over that stretch.
1: Yeah, Morris was seven percent owned in Yahoo Leagues as of last night, but I'm guessing that's just soaring. And uh one other quick yeah. note is Jamal Murray really struggled shooting three this year, took a step back. Um hopefully this is not a, a long-term injury for the sake of the Nuggets, though. Uh this yeah, this is definitely an injury that could have ramifications, you know, in the Western Conference seating.
0: Yeah, let's talk uh okay. I mean, like we gotta talk about it because we had a trade. So I suppose number three in our starting five has to be the blockbuster trade that just went down. Jeff Teague on the move. Boy, the stars don't shine much brighter than Jeff Teague, do they? Uh, Jeff Teague on the move uh, in exchange for Alan Crabb. Any fantasy implications here? Anything you're interested in?
1: And not a ton to talk about here. I mean, it's a uh, Jeff Teague was not getting many minutes in January anyway. I mean, he was providing some value off the bench, but it has been definitely taking a hit as, as recently. And I already mentioned Trey Young leads the NBA in time of possession. So that's not yeah. a great guy to be sharing the backcourt with. Maybe this boosts Jarrett Culver's value a little in Minnesota. I've always, I've liked him. Uh, one thing I will note here, the nine and 32 Hawks, are they trying to get better? Fighting my Warriors for that, you know, top last bottom seed there. <laughs>
0: Uh, that certainly seems like a possibility the the Hawks have also been linked to Andre Drummond just anything to surround uh, Trey Young with talent. Um, so you appreciate them trying to improve if uh, for some reason anyone was holding on to Jeff Teague uh, hoping for value this sure seems like a value killer though right like he yeah can he play alongside Trey Young?
1: No, I would be dropping dropping Jeff Teague. Hopefully, this doesn't affect Kevin Herter at all because he'd been on fire recently and playing absolutely uh, playing on fire, really, yeah, really, really well. I and mean, he's been like the number thirty fantasy player over the last seven games. and And the Hawks have a top three pace, so hopefully, it doesn't mess up with that situation because you love Trey Young and Kevin Herter what they've been doing. But my guess is just just you know for depth and backup. But uh, yeah, Teague's droppable in fantasy leagues.
0: Yeah, I also want to like, I love that you mentioned Derek Culver, uh, a guy who wasn't shooting particularly well early in the season. Uh, That seems to have corrected over the last couple of weeks, at least uh, nine straight games with double digit points. Uh, gives you a bunch of defensive goodies too. So really like Culver, he's also eligible at point guard, shooting guard, small forward. So you've got a little roster flexibility there. And he's playing 30 plus minutes a game. Like he was doing that already with, uh, with Jeff Teague in the mix, uh, in Minnesota. So you have to imagine the minutes are going to hold steady. He's been really fun.
1: Yeah. Still just 40% owned. I mean, the number sixth pick of last year's draft and he can get those steals and blocks. So for sure, I'll be, I think Culver should be owned in all competitive leagues.
0: Uh, let's talk about another guy who was uh, an early pick in last year's draft. I want to I want to give a shout out to Darius Garland, um, who has really heated up. He's been a top 40 player in eight category formats over the last couple weeks. weeks. Uh, somebody just gave us double digit assists. Not, like we spend almost no time talking about the Cavs uh, unless we're talking about potential Kevin Love deals. I don't know, what have you seen from uh, from guys like Garland and Sexton?
1: Yeah, Garland last year's number 5 pick, uh, averaging 16 and 6 with some 3s since Jordan Clarkson was traded, his minutes way up this month like 35 per game. Dante Exum has been a zero in Cleveland. You mentioned that yeah. Garland's top 40 fantasy player in eight cat leagues over the last two weeks. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. remains sidelined with that knee sprain. Kevin Love is a, is a trade candidate. So, um, yeah, it's a fun backcourt there with Sexton. Yeah, he's showing good growth in, in year two as well. Not very good uh, defensively. I mean, just absolutely brutal there. And even as a team, they've moved to the last place tie in defensive efficiency with the Wizards recently in no small part because of that backcourt. But for fantasy owners, they don't care. And uh, it's certainly been fun in, in points league. Uh, yeah, they're they're young and they have a, a bright future. But Garland's the guy that's been certainly surging recently.
0: Yeah, Garland is only owned in 47% of Yahoo leagues. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, that surprises me a little bit. Um, off to a slow start, right? And also a guy who's a bit of an enigma coming really into slow. the league. Yeah, um, I'm looking at his splits right now by month. Um, and it is just a, a steady trend line upward in almost every category. He's gotten better month by month since uh since coming into the league. Shooting percentages, points per game, absolutely everything about it. His uh man, his uh his offensive rating this month one twelve right now. So playing really well uh playing like an early first round uh draft pick all of a sudden, but you know, bar- barely saw him at the collegiate level uh and now really, really blowing up. So he's been pretty exciting. It's been a fun own for me in a couple leagues. And again, um I'm I'm actually shocked looking at it right now that he's rostered in less than fifty percent of Yahoo leagues.
1: Yeah, no, he should be much more but that you said that start was definitely worrisome. It was really slow, but Ah, uh, not only has he shown just you know natural growth from a, a rookie like that, but ever since that Jordan Clarkson trade has really freed up some minutes as well. So uh, absolutely, he should be a much higher ownership than that number.
0: Uh, the fifth topic that we got to talk about something that was uh, that was basically just breaking after um, uh, we recorded last week's podcast. Joel Embiid, uh, all of a sudden, coming off hand surgery, not going to be reevaluated for another week or two. Um, somehow. Uh, Jokic has been the most durable big man that you could have possibly picked in the first round, right? Like 80s sitting out. Towns is, I don't know, I, Like I, it feels like it was years ago that Karl-Anthony Towns was a thing and was viewed as durable and Embiid now out for an indefinite period of time. How are you feeling about his recovery timeline? And what, are the, what have been the implications of Embiid missing time?
1: Yeah, so, yeah, perpetu- Cats perpetually day-to-day. I think they just keep wanting the feel the field of stands. He might play the night tonight. Uh, yeah, so this obviously increases value for Simmons, Richardson, Harris, and Horford big time. Horford's been, I believe, a top 35 player without him. But Fibel's the guy, man. He started over Mike Scott Wednesday night. The two steals, four blocks while dealing with foul trouble. Um, they really relied heavily on their starters uh, during that game. But Thibel has like 4.2 stocks per 36 minutes, and he's 7% owned. So he's the fun guy if you're in these category yeah. leagues and you want the monster to get you the steals and blocks. But it sounds to me, well, Embiid was supposed to be reevaluated in one to two weeks about a week ago, so I'm not going to consider this long-term. But in the short term, in DFS, start all those Sixers. They definitely get immediate boosts, uh, and Thibel is the interesting guy. Sixers now 19-2 and at home. 7 and 14 on the road. What a crazy crazy split.
0: Now you're now you're kind of talking me out of my Sixers bet. Um I don't know, I'm still feeling okay about no. them at 18 to 1. I oh, feel no. like oh, I feel like they're That's a move away. A um I still have this far off fantasy of the Sixers adding Chris Paul somehow. I don't know how that could possibly happen, but man, they're so close and they're just the one team like I keep going back to that Christmas game that they played against Milwaukee like they are the one team that is just built uh if anybody is actually built to Shut down or at least impede Giannis. Um, it sure feels to me like it's the Sixers. They're so close.
1: No, I hate to give you compliments, but I love that bet at 18 to 1 for sure. Fun fact, I just I just saw Ben Simmons, I believe I believe, has attempted sixteen shots outside of the paint this season that were not just heaves at the buzzer. Sixteen oh, attempts man. all year outside of the paint the paint. I mean that's that's still a work in progress, say the least. But having said that, this beat injury will be fine. He'll return and uh, he'll get in shape. And this, I, I, eighteen to one seems like bad odds to me. That seems long.
0: Where do you where do you put the percent chance that uh, that Ben Simmons is actually traded this year? It's
1: pretty, probably pretty small. Yeah, five to ten. Eight percent. Eight percent.
0: Yeah, that sounds right. Uh the one uh, one final thing I I want to mention with regard to this and and you hit it was that this has made Alf Warford um startable again. And he man, that guy was putting together like a streak of games where he'd score 6, 7 points. He's basically been just a floor spacer so. Uh with him beat out, he's been he's been double digits and he's been putting uh he's been putting up pretty full box scores. So he's been fantasy relevant finally because I was I was very near dropping him um just a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah, He'd been unhappy, too, clearly. I mean, he'd been, you know, some rumblings yeah. in the media, too. So hopefully this will at least, at least for the short term, this would be a nice, an easy fix there is to give him, yeah, a big difference without a beat on the floor.
0: We have, uh, we've mentioned already Monty Morris, who is obviously going to get picked up in a ton of places following the Jamal Murray injury. Uh, who are some of the other pickups that you've been highlighting this week?
1: Yeah, we hit Morris, Theibel, uh, Michael Porter Jr. John Wall is showing up on a lot of these lists. Um, That's the name I wanted the- to hit. Man, he, he, went, he played some three on three, but the owner came out and said, you know, we're not going to use him unless he's 100%. So to me, I I am not rushing the wave wire to get him, but he's he's, he's definitely getting some some activity in, in, many, in many leagues out there. So what are your thoughts on John Wall?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's an Achilles, right? Um, long recovery process, a player who is entirely dependent, not entirely dependent, but largely dependent on speed and explosiveness. There's no way that you'd want to put him back on the floor at, at any sort of diminished version of himself. I guess I can imagine a scenario where um, they they give him a cameo appearance in limited minutes in April just as a as a favor to the fan base. Maybe Um, that's all I can see, though. Like I can't I can't see him ever playing in back to back games this season. Um, The much more likely scenario in my mind, given the nature of the injury and how conservative they've been is is that we don't see him until next year. Again, I don't know on the possibility. I guess of a cameo appearance if you've got a if you've got an injured reserve spot that you can fill with him, fine. Um, I certainly wouldn't occupy a bench spot with him.
1: Agreed. I'm. I'm. I'm yeah. I'm not picking up wall. I will give you two other names though, real quickly d'anthony melton nine percent owned yeah. um remarkably second in real plus minus to only james harden and shooting guards not that that matters for, for for fantasy and if that's not a perfect stat but i thought that was pretty crazy but i mean he's the number 27 fantasy player on a per 36 minute basis as a sophomore uh, joining a new team a nice steals blocks guy so melton keep your eyes on him and then i gotta ask this of the bulls guy you know with gafford joining uh wendell carter jr on the sidelines luke Cornette had a team high 35 minutes you probably missed it last Night in Vegas and a big Bulls win over the Wizards on Wednesday night, but Cornette's got to be added too for them in the short term, right?
0: Uh, uh, I did miss it. I wasn't able to see uh, any of that game. My my beloved Bulls with a with a huge win over Washington to keep them uh, sort of loosely kind of sort of I mean, are they like ninth in the East right now? Are they? I mean, they're are so, a handful of games behind the eighth spot, right? But they're they're, I ninth. Think they're ninth in the standings. They are ninth, which is ridiculous. Yeah, um, Cor- Cornette this year. Um, I like I have visceral reactions to uh, Bulls basketball. He, I will just say that he has not exactly been a joy to watch. Um, this is this is not one of my guys. Um, you'll not find me adding Luke Cornett. Uh I will say if if a Thad Young is hanging out there, I'd yes, be much more yeah, interested yeah. in Thad Young. He's okay. been for God knows why. This uh, uh, Boylan only seems interested in giving him twenty to twenty-four minutes a game, but he's got to play now, right? He's got to play uh Carter out Gafford out like he's got to play Thad Young has got to play he's probably a trade candidate uh at the at the deadline but for now uh I'd be much more interested in Thad because I know I'm getting defensive goodies there
1: yeah that's fair I wanted to trigger you with a little with, with Cornette but he is getting <laughs> blocks. and if you need a center actually he, yeah, I mean again team high minutes last night so he's a warm body there for the next couple weeks you're right about Thad Young if he's available for sure and is Boylan quickly turning into the most frustrating and the most fantasy hated coach <sighs> in the league I mean he's got it yeah be.
0: And he, like, he's got that high school vibe. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, Cornette, uh, elite rim protector. That's right, a couple blocks the other night. Um, yeah, but <laughs> I, like, I could save all my Boylan complaints for an entirely separate podcast because I got a whole bunch of them. Um, just not at... Like, the post-game comments are awful and kind of childish and sort of high schoolish, And he just doesn't seem like somebody who should be like he doesn't talk or behave or coach as somebody who should be doing this at a professional level um but uh he's under contract for a few years and i can't imagine them paying another coach to just go away
1: all right andy says no to cornet but um I, I, like i said anthony melton he's my my other guy but we covered a decent amount of uh, possible pickups this week let's get to some in case you miss it so we can get you out of here andy before you miss your flight home i know you're, uh, you're hurting over
0: <laughs> there that's fair well the the first in case you missed it i want to hit is uh is kevin durant did a did an ama uh on twitter again kevin durant just the you know the the season lost to injury he's just been so good so fun on social uh Kevin Durant uh just a couple weeks ago went uh back and forth with uh with Perk and now I, say, I don't
1: think we talked about that one yeah yeah that's no loved too. it yeah.
0: loved to see it and most recently given some props to Ben Gordon shout out to Ben Gordon is one of the one of the players that he most enjoyed watching coming up Ben Gordon's my guy man that's an all-time bull
1: yeah what he listed five people and it happened to be Ben Gordon was one of them uh, love, love love kD uh, yeah
0: I mean it's the company that he put him in it was the list was like Larry Bird Kobe blah blah blah. <laughs> Ben Gordon, love to see it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. Strange, strange person, strange fellow. Uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, a couple things I could throw at you. Uh, obviously, the rumors are building that Giannis to the Bay. The momentum's coming. I don't know if you saw it, but <laughs> Curry and Curry and Giannis are making plans in front of everyone. I mean, they're tampering charges. Uh, be damned. Giannis is coming to the Bay. Speaking of the Bay, Go Niners. And uh, Jimmy Butler is genuinely funny. If you wa- go to this Players Tribune article that he yeah, wrote about the that's five a good toughest call. players. He's ever guarded. No crazy names like Ben Gordon on there, but he's a genuinely funny <laughs> dude. And I, I thought he was I thought it was worth
0: worth reading. he's so, so um, check that out. Man, he's somebody that I hope gets into broadcasting down yeah. the road, right? Like okay. he's really, really funny. It was a fun piece. It's kind of a it's kind of a chalky list, right? Like it's the it's the five names that you would expect to see on there. It's LeBron, it's Steph, it's KD, it's uh it's Harden, right? But uh but really well put together, really thoughtful. Um yeah, he's a funny dude.
1: Yeah, no, he made me laugh out loud a couple a of couple times. I, I recommend that. And uh, good times, Andy. Thanks for, you know, you really did uh, get it together here and, and man <laughs> up here. And you did it in, in, in pain and all that. I appreciate it. And uh, the listeners really appreciate it. So thank you, sir. And uh, glad you survived the Vegas trip.
0: Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take all these winnings. I'm going to spread them out on the bed before I get out of here. Pretty (laughs) exciting, pretty profitable trip. It's been a good time. I'm sorry to leave you with that visual. Um, But we'll be back, of course, next Thursday. Uh, Please, people, subscribe. Write us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about the show. You can send us questions at any time. You can find Dalton at Dalton Del Don on Twitter. I am merely at Andy Barons. Also, be sure to follow the at Yahoo Fantasy account. That is it. We will come back at you next week. We are out.